Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So coming at you today with a very well-requested podcast episode, which is basically tips for upcoming PTs wanting to start their own business. So I think I'll start off just by giving a quick background of myself, my work for the last couple of years, my businesses, um, just to give you a bit of an idea. And so you know that I know what I'm talking about. Um, and then I will dive in. Obviously, we'll have to keep it relatively similar and then there's if there's anything that you want me to go into a little bit more in future episode then feel free to message me um just because otherwise this will be like 10 hours long because I can talk for a long time about business it is I mean coaching is my passion and fitness but also business is huge passion of mine and I love helping people with their businesses and bouncing ideas off people and learning more myself because you know as much as you can have a successful business you know, I've grown, well, two slash three successful businesses already by the age of 24. But the thing is, there's still stuff that I'm learning now and there's stuff that I know and haven't implemented, which t- typically is more so the issue as well. So I'm always learning as well, but I've done pretty well. So these are some of the things that I think initially people need to know. So in terms of my business side of things, um, so my online business which is Train With Abs, which is a online coaching business that also now has subscriptions. And we used to do group programs, but I haven't done those for a little while because that's not the focus for now. Um, that has been going since... Oh, that's a very good question, isn't it? <laughs> How old was I? I feel like since I was 20 years old. Yeah, that works. Since I was 20 years old, I'm pretty sure, or 21 years old. Oh God, who knows now? Basically, probably about like three, three and a half years off the top of my head. And... Yeah, it's done very well for itself. Um, it's gone through different phases over the years. I have sabotaged my own business twice, not to the point where it's disappeared, but um, I just completely burnt myself out twice and then I've had lots of personal stuff. And I think the thing that people forget is when you have a job, even if you feel like crap, you turn up to your job, you get paid. When you own a business, if you can't really function, it's going to affect your business. So um Yes, I've kind of had to rebuild things a few times and I'm back doing it now as well. It's still at all points been what people would deem as a a successful business or a successful kind of um, way of being self-employed. But compared to what it has been at points, I feel like I've let myself down with it. However, that's really not the point of this. Um, It has been a great business. Um, I've had times where um, it's, you know, it's not all about money. It's also about client experience and results and outcome and everything like that um but again just to put some numbers to it I think my first full year of business I made just under a quarter of a million pounds um profit you don't end up taking out all of that I think that's also something for people to realize most of it goes to tax at least if it's a UK registered business you know you end up paying uh VAT oh god VAT which is 20% on every single thing that you own uh, or earn sorry I can't even talk so this is not a good day for a podcast and then also you end up paying corporation tax as well and then you pay your personal taxes on anything you take out so although I made that much I think in that year I took out about 40 grand and then paid tax on that so it sounds like a lot but it doesn't mean I'm walking around absolutely bawling I mean you could do but you'd pay most of it in tax anyway and I have kind of left money in the business so I can pay for things to upgrade the service for my clients that's what I've chosen to do 
but obviously to some extent a relatively successful business considering I had no employees and I did that all on my own with no help from mentors or anything like that then since November 2022 I started a PT business in person um, in Melbourne and obviously you know I knew no one when I moved here so I really started from zero yes I had the social media following which might have got me one or two clients in the beginning but didn't really get me anything I had to really grind through it so I really went through that process of starting a business from scratch and now yeah I'm booked out like I can't <laughs> I take on more sessions than I can realistically do which is this year's um challenge to discipline myself to not do that so much uh, my working hours are are great you know I for PT at least you know often people end up working weekends I've never worked weekends I don't go in on Wednesdays I do Monday Tuesday Thursday Friday mornings and yes they are early mornings but still I don't mind that and then Monday Tuesday evenings and realistically I could drop some of those down but I love my clients so much I know that some of them wouldn't come in in the mornings because they can't function before 11 a.m so really the reason why I still work as much as I do is just because I love my clients I don't want to have to drop any of them so I think, as I said, I'm going to keep it basic. I'm going to start mostly talking about advice that probably will be helpful for both looking to start online and in person. Again, there's so much that you can go into, and I feel like there are more intricacies with online than there are with in person, but hopefully this will help you with both. So my first thing is understanding that it is a business, and there's lots of things that come under this. So first of all, I think people start as self-employed personal trainers without understanding that selling is a massive part of what you do. If you cannot sell, you do not have clients. Simple as, you know, unless you're going to work in a gym where they give you clients and you just kind of work per hour, that's different. But the question of this podcast is, you know, tips for PTs wanting to start their own business. So you need to learn how to sell. And I would put just as much time into that as you've put into doing a PT course and learning extra about fitness and nutrition. Because again, you can't coach anyone if you don't have any clients to coach. And so there are so many ways that you can do this. And again, this is where I could go into multiple, multiple, multiple podcasts, talking about different marketing strategies, etc. But I think let's assume you found a way to get someone in front of you. So that might be in the gym, you might have been given a lead by your gym, someone that's maybe interested in personal training, or a new member at the gym, if you want to do it in person, or online, let's say like someone from your school when you were younger has seen you doing PT and they've messaged you. Okay, so either way, you've got someone in front of you now, who might be interested in personal training. So from that point, you need to know exactly how you're going to sit there and get that person on board. And there's not a right or a wrong. You'll hear all this stuff about like, this is the best selling strategy and this is the one, two, three method. And this is how you get someone to sign up while you're standing on your head. Honestly, I'm really not a big believer in all that. I think that there are some sales tactics that really do help, but my brain doesn't work like that. And if I'm sitting there trying to remember a script or anything like that, I just don't feel authentic. And I think that's something where... I've really had to learn that over the last year or so because previously I've done a lot of my marketing myself um, through like my social media, through emails, through even the podcast and people have got to know me and who I am and that I know what I'm doing so they're already kind of sold so I didn't really feel like I had to actually actively sell via conversation until I started my in-person PT business but now I've done that and now I know what works for me with that I can then use that for my online side of things so everyone's going to have different selling techniques but for me I am not a pushy seller 
for several reasons. First of all, I'm luckily in a position with both my businesses where I don't need anyone to work with me. I don't. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to be like, woo, cool, sign up a new client. Like, obviously, that's good for the business, but I don't need anyone to work with me. So if someone doesn't want to work with me, fine. It's all right. I'm happy to walk away from it without that person signing up, which, yes, might be a little bit of a waste of time whilst you're doing that sales call or that sales meeting or whatever it happens to be. But I'm never going to come across as desperate for someone to sign up because I it doesn't matter if they don't sign up, like I'll get on just fine and I'll, I'll find someone else. So for me, it works to be pretty relaxed and, and to be again, authentic to my coaching and who I am. Like if someone can't be bothered, why would I want to coach them? Because realistically, they're not going to do what I asked them to do. They're not going to get the results that they're after, whatever goal that happens to be. And so it doesn't make sense for me to force someone to sign up because they're just going to regret it, resent me anyway, and then leave as soon as they can. That just doesn't make any sense. So for me, the sales is more about making sure that we're the right fit. And I believe enough in my own ability as a coach, my experience as a coach, to understand that actually if they're the right fit, then they will also understand that I'm the right person for them. And if they don't believe that, then probably it's best that we don't work together. So that might not be... uh, you know, something that works for everyone and especially if you are new to training. But again, if, you, if even if you're a new PT, you haven't coached many people, I would still be getting as much experience as possible. I would be coaching friends. I'd be learning all this extra information so that you have full confidence in yourself and your service. I will never sit down on a sales call with anyone and um, like, to, like sometimes I'm brutally honest and I'll be like, look, what you want to do is not achievable because you're not going to sell them the dream and then not actually uh, be able for them to achieve that. That makes absolutely no sense. So I will be extremely honest and pull on all the experience that I've got to kind of show them, look, this is exactly what I would do. I'm really confident in my coaching. This is what I can tell you is going to happen up to you if you want it or not. So I think just having, it's not delusion. It's actually just having confidence in your own service. And if you don't have that confidence in your own service, why would anyone else have the confidence in your service? makes no sense so I would say before you're even able to sell if you don't fully believe that you are the best at what you do and there's always things we can learn so it's not about that um we should always still be learning but if you believe that you go above and beyond to improve your knowledge to help your clients as much as you can to be focused on getting in their results and even if that's not a goal that aligns with what you want you know you might want them to gain to gain lots of muscle or lose loads of fat so you've got a transformation photo to post online but they might actually just want to uh, improve their performance you know if you actually care about your clients then you should have no problem putting that across to someone and practice practice is the other thing my first couple of sales kind of conversations in person or I felt so awkward I hated it it was the worst thing ever I was so nervous I hated doing the selling I was almost like telling them not to sign up like it was just very bad so I also think exposure is the biggest thing it's the same thing with in the gym right the more reps you do the more second nature it feels same thing with selling the more times you can sit down in front of people the better you're gonna get so yeah really the main thing is figure out what works for you in terms of selling in terms of my structure I like to get the person to talk first because I know I talk a lot so I got bloody podcast hey I talk a lot and that can be a good thing a lot of the time but also there's no point in me just like blabbering on to someone and then not actually learning anything about them or meaning that they don't feel like they're heard so I'll often get people to really really kind of tell me where they're at first and then from that from experience I can draw on what I know to kind of give them a little bit of a roadmap moving forwards of what we would end up doing together and then there are little things that I I have taken on board in terms of sales tactics so I would now will never say okay 
do you want to sign up or not? That's something I would have done in the past, but it's a pretty dumb way of doing it. Um, so now it's more about you provide different options. So this is, you know, really well known no sales technique. It's not about pushing into something, someone into something they don't want to do. Like they can always say no, but generally I'd provide kind of several options. Like this is what I think you should do. So for example, for in-person PT, honestly, you're brand new to the gym. You've got no idea what you're doing and you're saying that you're not going to do anything if you come in on your own. So I would probably consider PT three times a week. Um, that would cost this much, but if not, then maybe two times a week would be a good compromise and you can always change that in future. Of those options, which would you prefer? So it's more of like a, which would you prefer rather than do this or do that? And I do think that is one sales tactic that actually um, I'm comfortable using because I don't think it's really pushy and it allows me to also give my recommendation on what I think that they'll genuinely need if I if I think someone only needs one session a week I'll tell them they only need one session a week I say hey if you want to spend more time with me fine but I think you only need one so I think also something I pride myself on is I'm very honest and so I think people know that they're not being scammed into something whereas if you're really really pushing the sales it's different if you're a salesman selling a product on the phone and you just got to get someone to buy it and then it's out of your hands You've got to see that person however many times, week after week after week. So if you've strong on someone into something, that's probably not going to be the best for your coaching relationship moving forwards. So sales, learn how to sell, get as much experience selling as possible. Don't worry if half of your sales go to crap. Your conversion rate might be really bad at the start. You might, for every like 10 sales presentations you do, you might sign up one person. And then hopefully as time goes on, maybe then you'll sign up five out of 10. And then maybe it gets to the point where you're signing up seven out of 10. So it's it's a skill. It is a skill and it sucks because most people get into PT because they enjoy PT, not because they want to be a salesperson. But ultimately, if you want to have your own business and you're starting out, you need to you need to learn how to sell because it's not until you scale the business where you can then employ people to do that for you. So I think that is the biggest thing. Second is value and service. So I will always be learning more, learning more about different types of training, learning more about how to deliver um, the service better to my clients, trying to understand from their point of view what's helpful and what's maybe missing and what can be improved and just really dropping the ego because you can work really hard on something, but it can still be not good enough. And that's okay or you know not the best so I think constantly striving to be the best to get clients the best results that's what's going to always keep you ahead in business because as I said before if you don't believe that you're better than most other people then like what can you do with that like I genuinely believe that the majority of PTs and online coaches that are out there I'm better than most of them maybe not at everything there are definitely areas where you might specialize so for example someone that um, knows all about training American football players well for an American football player they're going to be a lot better than I'm going to be but I would still be able to train them relatively well using the knowledge that I've got and also let you know I just put the time into learning the best way forward for training them but obviously someone else is going to be better suited but if you know who your ideal client is which if you're starting out probably is just going to be gen pop just normal people who kind of train a bit but don't really exactly know what they're doing if you make sure that you are fantastic at coaching them then you should have no problem with them believing you with that because it's, it's it's the truth you know if I felt like I was really crap at what I did I would not be able to sell to people because I feel like an imposter so again if you are feeling like an imposter when you're getting people to sign up for things or when you're saying your pricing or whatever I would look back on your knowledge and your service and your quality of all of that and say well actually am I good enough to be 
selling it at this point? And if the answer is yes, then I need to just have more confidence. If the answer is no, then what are the gaps that I've got in knowledge, in value, in service quality that I need to build up? So I think that's another another big thing. I think also, um, again, related to dropping the ego in terms of leads and finding new clients you know we often think okay I'm gonna start this business and I'm gonna find all these random strangers and to be honest a lot of my first business well actually both of them have been that uh you know that is the way that I have done it where um I do coach people that I know from my past from my present but actually I've never really tried to get on board people that I know and I've always just targeted strangers from all continents of the world really I mean other than Antarctica so I think you know, I haven't necessarily done this and that's just the way that it's worked out for me. But if I was starting now, something that I would do is really just tap into my network. And again, it can, people often feel embarrassed. Oh, well, I don't want to reach out to, you know, someone that I sat next to in school six years ago or whatever it is. But actually they might be the very person that you need to sign up because they are aware of who you are. They might start to see what you're doing and actually be interested. So before you start focusing on trying to convert random cold leads on bloody TikTok, which again is possible because that's how I have actually most of my in-person clients now because I had, um, if you typed in Melbourne personal training on TikTok, I don't know if it still is, but for a long time I was like the number one person that came up, which is quite funny because obviously I'm not even from Melbourne, but you can do it that way. And again, I've had a lot of success doing it that way, but it actually is a lot easier to tap into warmer leads. So people that we, who at least know what we are, you know, if someone messages you and you know who they are versus it's a complete stranger on the internet you're much more likely to actually read the message and maybe reply if it's someone that you've got an idea who they are so tap into your immediate network first you know friends family friends of friends etc and then you can slowly build it out from there if you don't have so much luck with that then the next thing is okay how can I make it go slightly wider can I ask people if they know anyone that might be interested. So, you know, okay, none of my friends are interested, but I'll ask them, hey, have you got partners that are looking to do this? Have you got friends that are looking to do this? And branch out to them. Then you can kind of go to your social media following and then pass that. That's kind of like the random people online that might be interested or might not. So that's something that I definitely would do if you're starting out is don't be kind of feeling embarrassed or any shame around kind of putting yourself out there because realistically you're building your business and although at the beginning it might feel a little bit cringe when you're really successful and you're getting people all these results and you're helping everyone and your business is doing fantastically well they're the same people who end up giving you all these messages you know it's the same thing with my Instagram when I first started that I mean no it wasn't that bad because I was at uni but I'd get like funny comments about it here and there um, or people would just ignore that it existed altogether and, and talk about it behind my back and then the amount of messages I probably would say over the last couple of years probably have had between 50 to 100 people reach out that I've known at some people sometime in my life either to try and get advice from me or maybe coaching from me or maybe actually to ask me a favor to ask to for me to like post something for them or promote something for them and their company so you know it's it's easy for people to judge at the beginning when you're just starting out but really it doesn't matter what they think because it's your business and you should be proud of that and you should be proud that you're working towards doing it and you might reach out to again like 20 people and it might be that five of them come back but hey if you get five clients off the back of reaching out to 20 people that's still really not a bad conversion rate compared to what you would get if you're trying to tap into people that have got no idea who you are so I think I will 
stop talking now just because I know that I can keep going for a very long time but if you do want more episodes on this then let me know because I can really really break it down but three main things are learn how to sell make sure that your knowledge and service is top notch and that you're always working on that like even now like it, it takes time to implement these things especially when you're busy it's hard to work on your business whilst you're working in your business which is something that I really kind of struggle with time management um just because I take on a bit too much but there's always more that can be done I have so many things planned for my business over the next six months and can continue to do to change it and improve it and I've had my business for years and it's been successful for years but there's still so much that I'm not happy with and want to change so I think having that attitude and also just kind of dropping the ego when you're looking for leads start close to you start in your inner circle and you might think oh no one no one will want to sign up no one's interested how do you know have you asked them have you met, like, let's say, well, I don't know how many average followers people have on Instagram, but let's say like a normal person might have like 300 followers on Instagram. Message all of them. Message all of them because half of them won't reply or even if like 60% of them don't reply and then 20% of those say, nah, not interested and the others maybe will get on a sales call with you. That's, you could sign up, you know, however many clients, like 10 clients, 20 clients and then you've got business. So I think that's also something else that really is yeah, a missed opportunity for a lot of people, including myself, you know, I end up not really uh, maybe needing to do that, but hey, maybe my business would have been bigger and more successful if I had done that. So that's kind of really my third big tip. So hopefully that's helpful. Don't overwhelm yourself. You know, it's there's a lot to think about when it comes to coming to business because you're not only trying to develop yourself as a coach you're also trying to develop yourself as a business owner and those are two separate skills um but if as long as you're willing to keep learning along the way then there's no reason why you won't do it 